Okay. Hello and welcome to The Real Deal with Dee and Denise. I'm Dee Hubay and as usual, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Denise Newton. Denise. Hey, everybody. And we also have a very special guest joining us for our pod's first holiday episode. On this episode, we're going to delve into the intersection of music, politics, and social change. And to do that, please join me in welcoming renowned musician and founder of Music for Global Change, Skylar Jett. <laughs> Morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your invite. Thank you for being yeah. here. Skylar Jett's journey in the music industry has been nothing short of extraordinary. From his early beginnings to collaborating with some of the biggest names in the industry, like Stevie Wonder, Mariah Carey, Barbara Streisand, Ray Charles, and many, many more, to becoming a Grammy recognized for his work on My Heart Will Go On from the Titanic with Celine Dion, to his replacement of Lionel Richie as a co-lead singer of the Commodores, Skylar has used his platform to amplify important messages and inspire change. Skylar Jett's journey as a socially conscious singer, songwriter, and producer has taken him across the globe as a music ambassador, collaborating with like-minded artists to break down barriers of racism and challenge stereotypes through the universal language of music. Growing up in the 60s, Skylar experienced firsthand the power of music to unite and amplify voices for social justice. He witnessed the pivotal moment when music inspired young people to rise up, protest, and demand change during the Vietnam War era. And today, Skylar Jett continues to carry the torch of musical activism. As a motivational speaker, he inspires audiences and mentors young individuals, emphasizing the importance of positive lyrical content. So prepare to be inspired as we delve into Skylar Jett's remarkable journey, exploring his mission to use music as a catalyst for positive change. Challenge the leaders of every nation, shake hands and make friends. I know Denise has a lot to say. I know I definitely want to hear a bit about your journey into music and your passion for global change. But before we jump into that, I mentioned that you're the founder of Music for Global Change. What is that? Music for Global Change is a platform and movement to inspire young people to write positive lyrical content. And so I've traveled the world and I do speaking engagements and, uh, you know, I challenge them to write positive music. You know, uh, most of these people are writing about themselves. But the the trippy thing is, I, when I looked up love songs, there's five billion of them. Do we really need another, another love song? I, I mean, you five billion love has been said every kind of way you can imagine, right? But there's only been 192 million social conscious songs. So I'm creating a genre to grow that platform. <laughs> you said there's enough bad in the world it's time to put some good in it that's right people are tired of bad news right so we, we, we're going to give it some competition what kind of set you on your journey for this well in 1984 so right after i got out of the commodores i wrote a song with the bass player of the commodores who wrote brick house 
and we wrote a tune and gave it to the state of Alabama. For every family that had four kids, we, we paid for one of their uh, college funds, right? So we gave the money back to them. They had a really racist uh, governor, uh, Wallace, and we went to him and said, listen, we're going to give this to you, but we want you to play this song on every, it's over 300 radio station. We want you to play this on every radio station simultaneously. And he did. And so we went on TV that night and gave the money to the kids of Alabama. And it stuck with me that we could do that. So I said to people, man, you mean we can help people buy our music instead of just taking the money ourselves and go buy cars and all that kind of stuff? You know, and that, that made sense to me. So then another 20 years later, I created Music for Global Change. And uh, it's been wonderful ever since. A lot of money at it. But it sure is inspiring people to do the right thing. So I'm 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 happy about that. I'm flying around. I just got back from Salzburg uh, in Austria, uh, doing a speaking engagement for 75% women that are are vocal teachers. And you know I I told them to I'll help you if you want to write social consciousness. Calling music. out to the yeah. leaders of the world with the sense of community. We bring self-awareness to the planet. It's a call for humanity. And so my plan is to start doing festivals around the world, bringing talent that writes social conscious music, right? Join the mission of songwriters who'd like to heal somebody's heart. It's going to be wonderful because to our shows, you really don't need security because everybody's coming to hold on to each other and dance with each other and feed each other. Let's unite all around the world and show them all we really care. We really care. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the process. And uh, with my TV show, I get to introduce people that are behind the scenes, people that's behind the curtain, you know, like the Wizard of Oz. TV show. Tell me more about this TV show. Yeah, Music for Global Change broadcast on YouTube. And I've had over 150 guests, some powerful, prominent guests, you know, and they've, they've all, you know, said they, they want to support and also start writing some social conscious music. So then I'll take those people and put them on concerts. And for people who might be listening that want to connect with Music for Global Change or with you, how could they do that, Skylar? Just go to Music for Global Change broadcast on YouTube, right? Or or my website, Music for Global Change, or my Facebook, you know, Music for Global Change. And and uh, it, it's really cool because you can interact with some really cool, positive people, you know? That's the cool thing. Building a community is definitely an important part of that process. Yeah, yeah. The other day I had the first A&R for Motown. So he's the guy that discovered Stevie Wonder, right? Wow. He wrote Dancing in the Street. He wrote It Takes Two with Marvin Gaye, right? He's he's in his 80s and he's doing a movie and a book right now. So he wanted to come on my show. I, you know, and this trip to how people ask to come on the show a lot, you know. I had the ambassador for Mandela on my show. She came on the show and told stories and and actually asked me to bring what I'm doing to South Africa. Wow. I can go teach the young people there. 
you know, it's music for global change. So I'm, I'm going to all kind of countries. I just can't get locked up in the United States, right? I've written about the environment. Join the movement. It won't be denied. They will never separate us if we unify. People worried about 5G. You find a misery report and take your season detoxified. Women's Empowerment with Denise. Cancer survivors. As you take your journey, we'll keep learning, forever loving you eternally. The homeless. All you know. the homeless living on our streets can't even find a place to sleep. Well, this is a calling. This is a calling. You know, I started writing song theme songs for foundations. And that's how it started getting kicked off, right? You had to do something new. I'm not so much into the uh, platforms, right? Like Spotify and, you know, those other, I, I, I don't agree with them. Uh, Bette Midler, they, they spend her songs over 4 million times and sent her a check for $114. You can't make a living like that. I was going to ask why you don't support platforms like that, because I knew that there was a good reason, and I don't think enough people know about that. Well, they're not making money, but the, the owners of the company are making money, and they don't, even write, they don't even write or perform music. That's wrong to me, you know? Why, you know, I've, I've always been against, I've had, you know, I've had labels approach me, and I'm like, you're going to make more money than me, and I, I'm the one creating the content. I can't mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, it's the music business. It's not the business music. Without right. music, there is no business. So it's it's about respect. And and when when I grab when I grab my the the artist that's going to be on my show, I'll give them a deal and they take eighty percent because they deserve it. They wrote it. That's right. You know, that's the kind of precedent we should set. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Puff, Puff Daddy, he made a lot of money because he was, he's putting old songs out and flipping them with a new twist, right? But he was only taking 15%. But if you keep getting 15% times 15% and keep going, now you got to, you know, he's got a big organization now just from taking the small money, right? So I'm cool with that. I, I, I want musicians to make what they're supposed to make. And it's not right for us to do that. Now it's different anyway. You know, um, they have relationships with distributing companies and all that kind of stuff back in the day. But it, it's all went to, uh, you know, social media now. So it's about getting your own fans, finding your own fans. If you go, if you go find a hundred, you don't need all of them. It's, it's 330 million people in the United States. You don't need all of them. A hundred thousand of them paying ten dollars is a million dollars. You can you can get by on a million dollars. Yep. Yes, you can. That's just a that's just a hundred thousand people. So go find your own fans and you can make a living at it. Yeah, and what I'm hearing too 
up with the exploitation of talent. Big labels, like you're saying, and these platforms are most preying on young talent that don't necessarily know better or have any feel like they have any other options but to kind of succumb to these labels or these platforms. But then their talent is just kind of being used or exploited or abused in some ways for other people's games. And if you look at publishing, see, a lot, a lot of musicians don't know what publishing is. Publishing is the money that's played on the radio. When your record's played on the radio, see? So, so you had the mechanical, which it was the record itself. But, you know, when it got to number one, it has nowhere else to go. So it st starts back appreciating, but not with publishing. Your song can play on the radio forever. And that's what they was doing to musicians by, I want 50% of your publishing. And musicians are like, what is that? Right? And they'd sign. And they get 50% forever. You know what I mean? If you're not going to pay me right, I don't want to be involved. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out myself. And speaking of the socially conscious stuff, I understand that you and Denise were co-hosts on a radio show together. You guys want to tell me about that? Denise, I'm going to let Denise tell you about that. So let me tell you how I met this incredible human being here. Um, I was on the radio myself, and I had been on the radio probably about a good two years. And uh, so one day this lady and I had my show listed on a site called Radio RadioGuestList.com. And this is where people would go uh, if they wanted to promote something or or, or get in, to be interviewed and things like this. So this lady contacted me and she said, hey, um, I have this artist that is starting this uh, positive music movement that I would like to, and I've been scrolling through these these radio hosts and I came across yours and I think that my that my artist would be a good fit for your show. Um, and I want to know if you would interview him. And I said, sure. I said, um, so send me the information. So when she sent me information about him and, and I looked and okay, Lee uh, took Lionel Richie's place after the Commodores sang with Stevie and Mariah and all these people. And I was like, uh, yeah, I definitely want <laughs> my show, right? So I was like, this just seems so just wonderful. God just And then he just seemed like he was so much fun. So we scheduled a show for the next week and it was on a two it was on a Tuesday that he came on the show at seven. So this is gonna mean something in a second here. It was on a Tuesday at seven when he came on. Came on so full of life, that laugh as you see right now, that smile. And we had so much fun on this show. Um and I think we ended up with well over seven or eight thousand listeners. Uh at that time, I couldn't even, my switchboard was like going nuts, right? I couldn't even get but so many people on at that time. And he was just so much fun, just a ball of fun, so much energy and, and all the people that he was connected to. It was so exciting. So at the end of that show, I said to him, this was a lot of fun. And I was like, I would love to have you to come back again. And his very words to me were, what about next Tuesday? And I was like, would it come back next Tuesday for another interview? He said, and the Tuesday after that, and the Tuesday after that. And I was like, um, I'm, I don't understand. He said, I would like to be your co-host. Just like that. Just like that. And I thought about it, I was like, hey, okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. The next Tuesday, we started co-hosting, and we were on together for over three years, starting from that point forward. Yeah. That's how it all started. Wow. I'm glad that we saved this story for just now because that's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
You knew that was for you, Hoska. We said next Tuesday and then Tuesday after that. She taught, she taught me all about it. I mean, like, you know, when I said, how about every Tuesday, right? And then she goes, okay, well, what do we call, call it? I said, solutions. Yes. And she goes, yeah, solutions now. Now. Solutions now radio. Yeah. And so we, we start getting on the radio and I start bringing people on the radio. And oh, so let me tell you some of the people I met through this person. The whole Escovito family was on our show. Girl drummer, my girl, Sheila E. Okay. Her brothers, her dad, they were all. Jay Anthony Brown was on there and he challenged her to a drum off, right? Of course, she said no. But I mean, it was these are the kind of people that came on the show. Um, when he said something about Brick House earlier, he was the guy, Ronald LaFred, the, the Black Women's National Anthem. He was on there. We had Antoine Fisher. We had we were we have the Occupy Wall Street people were on our show. No, I no mean, more. when I say that we had some of the most powerful people, and we used to have a lot of fun on that show. It was a lot of laughter, a lot of information that was that, that was being shared. Um, you know, we had politicians, we had musicians, we had everyday people. I had kindergartners, five year olds that were on the show. So, um, yeah, we we did a lot. And um, Skylar and I, and the only reason the show ended is he moved across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. I moved over I'm here. And then... That's just to be on with you guys right now. There's some powerful people on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Where are you across the pond, Skylar? I live just outside of London. Okay. You know what I mean? About, about about thirty-five minutes from London, but the 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 cool thing is, it's like I'm doing the same thing over here. I'm inviting every guest, you know, on the show. You know, uh, it's, it's just it's so much fun. But you know, my, and, and my my co-host he does the editing. I say I, I'll just bring the guests. You do the editing, and we we're a team, right? And uh, but it's but but it's worked out really really well. I just did. I'm on my hundred and. 56 show now and you know, i've been a guest yeah, I think yeah, we yes a couple times you know a uh, couple times i've had a i had the 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 music music director and conductor for the grammys on the show i <laughs> just saw right said fred i just all kind of people on my show right and you uh, do the shows but, weekly huh are they weekly the shows Every Tuesday we have two guests. Two guests, yeah. double whammy. <laughs> Thirty minutes with each one, and it's very cool because they come on and tell their story. You know, everybody wants to talk talk about their story, and that's cool. But but in the middle of the show is when I pull them back into. So what's your feelings and your thoughts about positive music? And then everybody have opinion about that, and now we are, we're often running about music for global change. Well, Skylar, what's your story and what are your thoughts about positive music? <laughs> For me, uh, it changes everything. And like uh, when I was a youth in the 60s, the Marvin Gaye, What's Going On record came out. And that was right in the middle of the Vietnam War. And I love that story because uh, he told Barry Barry Gordy said, "Babe, what you gonna do now? You got these women going crazy, and uh, he said, no, I'm, I'm gonna do a record. I gotta tell people what's going on.' 
And that's where that title came from. It's the most beautiful album you ever want because it, it segues into the next song. It doesn't just stop like a tune stop. It goes, he made, he wrote music into the next song. And uh, so then that was going on. And then John Lennon, these are my heroes, right? Marvin Gaye, John Lennon, uh, Bob Marley, Nina Simone. You know, they, they wrote pro protest songs, right? Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with that. You know, I couldn't make any money at it, at it, but at least I was getting the word out, we need change. You know, we have to stop racism. That's the stupidest thing mankind has ever invented. And so, and I prove my point all the time because I, I, I'm a, I'm a child of, uh, both my grandparents were interracial, right? Love is love. That's what they taught me. If you care about that person, who cares what somebody else thinks? Right. And so, you know, I, you know, I go out, I wrote a song called Equal about equality, you know, and uh, matter of fact, I got Denise <laughs> in the magazine for that. Yeah. They... World Equal Magazine. Yeah. That's matter of fact, it's, it's sitting right over there on my table right now. I that's one of my treasure possessions. And I'm in there with these heavyweight people. I'm like, little old me, how did I get in this magazine? But I'm in there. You know, that's one thing I say to him. He always, you know, say, Denise, you know, you helped me during that time when you brought me on as your co-host. You helped me to to get to places that I wanted to do, you know, to get and do things I want to do. And I tell him, said, look what you did for me. These people that you introduced me to. I got friends. I still I talk to Leslie sometimes on on Facebook. Leslie, Leslie was one of part of that Grammy team. You know, I, I got people that look at me like I'm somebody, you know what I mean? Like I'm somebody special because of my affiliation with Skylar, you know? So I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> which one though? You want my autograph? Yeah. I mean, what's up? You know, yeah. so I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. So you, you've done just as much for me, so. But from where I'm sitting, I'm looking at two incredibly talented and incredibly powerful people. And Denise, you know, I've seen your mini documentary in World Equal Magazine and it's incredible. And I think that, the two of you are just really a great dynamic duo and you've built off each other. Powerful change makers. Yeah, His voice. We're humanitarians, right? Yes. And and uh, it, it's really wonderful when you can give yourself and share, you know, because it, it's going to come back to you. It might not come by monetarily, but the blessings come back to you all the time. Thank you. People, you know, I, I just wrote a tune called Nobody Knows Their Name. And what that means to me is all the earth angels. So so say a car flipped over. It's that one person that wouldn't pull that person out of the car. And then they walk off. You never knew their name. Yes. But, and you hear about that stuff happening. Yeah. I, I'm about to get this new singer on this. She's amazing. But the, the trippy, trippy thing is like, you know, I want the video to be where this woman is walking down the street and on both sides of the street, you see people doing wonderful things for each other. And then they walk off. So you never knew their name because they were earth angels, right? And we need to celebrate them. I love that. Me too. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I love that. You're in New York and, and the lady's in a wheelchair and it's raining and, you know, she can't get across fast enough. Somebody grabs the wheelchair and take her across them and they walk off. So you never knew their name. See, the video, the video is going to be outstanding. 
Well, I got to get this one other singer on there. She's amazing. She's a serious humanitarian, right? And uh, I'm going to get her on the on there. And then I'm going to start going at, you know, clips for, for this, you know, all around the world. Because I want to show, it's music for global change. So I want to show people in different countries, everywhere, when, it, when you're doing something really beautiful for somebody, but then you walk off and you don't ask for nothing. Those are earth angels. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Your pumps, I love that, too. Yeah. And he, he, he's going to make it happen. It's just a matter of time. You know. Keep us up to date because yeah. I'll definitely be watching, supporting, sharing. Yeah. Yeah. At the, at the beginning of the year, I got a, I got a, a video coming out. It's half animation. It's called Positive Vibes, right? Nice. And, uh, I did a yes. I did a speaking engagement in Dublin, Ireland, and I got a standing ovation, right? And this one lady comes up to her, she said, Scott, I have an education foundation for Africa and different places. Is there a song that would match what I'm doing? I said, I got a tune called Positive Vibes. And then I saw that she had animation. I said, can you introduce me to the animator, right? And she said, no problem, right? And so the, the verses are going to be in animation, but the courses are going to be 12-year-old kids, from different countries, because I sing it 21 times in the song. So I want to have different schools from different countries. And they're saying, they're saying positive vibes. So from your heart, positive vibes. And you'll see on every time, every time I sing that in the song, you'll see different kids from different countries. I told you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be following this journey, Skylar. Thank you. Do, do you. do you guys, do you know the, the band YouTube? Yeah. Okay. So, so I I tell her they they're about to fly me into uh, Dublin. I said, I want you to get me a studio big enough where I can have twelve kids in where they're comfortable. And she got me YouTube Studio. How beautiful is that? And these kids were so they so adorable. They're like, you sang on the Titanic, <laughs> and you know, so cute, adorable, and and they sang with me, and I helped them with their harmonies, and and uh, so they're the first ones on there. And then and now uh, we got we have to go get the go go get the other twenty countries right. And so by by, by around January we'll have this thing ready to go. It says start your day in a good mood. So love around the world. Teach the lessons of love and peace to every man, woman, boy, and girl. Hold the light where it's needed. A smile will brighten up your day. Don't let stress get the best of you. Everything is gonna be okay. I know it's a bit later for you, but that started my day off on a good note. I'll tell you that. Yes. And that's what he did, uh, you know, like with our radio show. It was always about, like you said, positive vibes. Um, find whatever was working and 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 bring that to light or work toward or talk about something that, you know, you're working towards making something better. And I totally believe now and I, and I know I got this from you during all that time, that when I get into these modes or these moods where everything just seemed to be spinning out of control, the first thing I go for is music, yeah. right? Um, because it's definitely therapeutic. I don't need a pill. I don't need a shot. Um, I go and find something that, that uh, you know, goes to whatever it is I'm feeling, that that will be therapeutic that will bring me out of that thing and i can always find a song that will do it and nine out of ten times is one of yours 
to be honest. <laughs> Um, you know, I could always find a song, whether that's, you know, I go back and I listen to songs like Eternally, like you sent me Eternally for my mom's funeral and everybody just went crazy over that song. It just, it just changed the whole atmosphere of a funeral because it wasn't that solemn, somber thing. Everybody was just focused on the words and the voice behind the words. And they were like, where did you find that song? And I said, I didn't find it. It was sent to me. Whether we whether we're old, we leave a story to be told. And, uh, you know, so I had to brag a little bit on that. But anyway, um, you know, and then, you know, the songs that, you know, Peace is the Answer. You know, all of these songs that you've written over the years, but there are times when I, and I won't lie, there are times when things that are going on in the world maybe not feel so great. And then when I get in those moods, I have to reach for music because nothing else works. Nothing else speaks to that issue like music does. Yeah. It, it's every topic, it, it is in music, right? So you can find something, you know, I love that when you came on our show and you said, you go home and put some music on and it's all gone. Yes. You remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's that, that's on your interview on my show. I love that. Love that. Right? You know, it's been a journey. So, you know what I mean. Uh, just put everything in perspective. You know, and like I said, I I know this is working because I hear when people go, Scott, I love this. I'm glad I was involved in this, right? And that's that's a endorsement that you it's hard to get right there. You know, that's more I had of a, a good time here, huh? Is it that's more of a reward than the money almost? It is. You know, you make somebody smile, that, oh, golly. And it was like, man, I needed that, right? As I was looking into your background a bit for us to do this episode, I listened to an interview that you had done, and you talked about how music is healing and music is education as we're cutting funding for musical education and the arts. And I was fortunate enough when I was growing up to be able to still have music, but I don't believe that my school still has that program for kids. And I found that to be really healing and really important. And just like we were mentioning earlier, sometimes when you're in a sad mood, I'm the same way. The only thing that can really break me out of that or make me feel something or make me get better is listening to music and just kind of detaching and being a part of being a part of the world that's created in my headphones or in my, you know, in the music around me. And so I was just kind of interested to hear your take on it for myself, Skylar. Thank you. Well, well, you know what? I'm having a lot of fun at it because I know it's healing people, right? I, I write music that heals, educates, and solves problems with beautiful notes. That's all it is. You know, it's a trip because for a long time, I, I'd send Denise whenever I finish a song. I send it to, you know, I'm, I might not all, be all the way finished, but I send it to her, right? So she can, she go, Skylar, that one's on hit. That, that's on, you know, and it's beautiful because, you know, she, she, she's not judging me. She's just going by the content. That's it. And every time he was still, I would be, he was like, I'm getting ready to send it to you. And I would sit down like, yes, yes, yes. And I would be like, I know he's going to say, you say that about all my music, but it's the truth <laughs> about all the music. 
it's like everyone is just like, this is the one right here. This is it. And that's how I feel about his music. And I've told him so, so often, his voice is so beautiful and it still is to this day. You know, his his singing voice, it just it just takes you places when he's singing. You know, it's like you just just going on a journey because he he Skylar doesn't sing to be singing. Skylar puts his whole being into singing, you know, because he's he's on a mission when he's singing. He's he's really reaching people. And that's the difference. You know, some people just sing because they have the talent to sing. He's and he has the talent. Yes. But he's not singing from talent. He's singing from the depths of his soul because that is his calling. And mention it, that's one of my other favorite songs, This Is A Calling, which is one of his songs too. And he's, Skylar is just fascinating uh, with his music and for me to have met him blindly like I did and learn him along the way, it's just like every every week I learned something new about my own co-host. <laughs> you know, and it was it was like that. And um still to this day, I still listen to his music. Um and it still has a lot of healing agent to it. You have to keep it, and I know you will, but you have to keep it up. It's definitely it's a south. Yeah, the the movement is growing. Yeah. The movement is growing, and and uh, I'm really happy about that because you know, all my guests are really international guests, right? It's not like a state or a local radio. I have I have guests from all over the world, and it's really wonderful for them to come on and and express their feelings about social change and how we can use music to share with people, and you know, change the world. You know, it's that powerful. Change the world. You know, it's that powerful. When you said Denise was going to say that about all of your music, I know one thing for sure. Denise is not a liar. <laughs> so if Denise is saying it's good, it is good. <laughs> it, it It is really good. And, you know, and, and something else too, Skylar is, you know, we are, are the name of our show is The the Real Deal. And Skylar really is the real deal. I've, I've seen him just you know, stand firm on his convictions about things. Um, you know, he does take the political stance as all of us do, because this is our world and we all have a voice in it. Um, and and he doesn't deviate from what he believes in. And, you know, and, and that just validates who you are, you know, and then his his music backs up what, what he what he feels and what he believes. And he's been in this business a long time. And, you know, and he is still the same Skylar. And that's the thing that I, I love to see, you know, and one and another thing when we were on that he used to say a lot was uh, when I said one time, it's like our show was like sitting in your living room, having a cup of coffee. That's how it was with our guests. It was just like that chilled atmosphere, you know, come in, we're just having a conversation. But through that, we were able to network and build a network of people just from 
everywhere. We just built this network and we were like a hub and people were just coming in. Like he was talking about his show now. That's how our radio show was. People was just coming. People were coming saying, uh, can I be a guest? Can I come on? And, you know, sure. You know, if you got something to say, come on, let's talk about it. Let's do this. And and that's how it was. And and I still have people have, have come to me and say, are you still on the radio? And I would say, no, I haven't done radio since Skylar left, but um, but I have a podcast now and I'll let you know when we'll start taking guests. So you, I'll have you to know that you are a first because you are the first live guest that we've had on the show. Wow, this is wonderful. You know, I, I got a song uh, that might be cool. It's called Keeping It Real. Keeping It Real. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. The journey of life is so surreal. I had my heart attack and I was the next morning after my surgery, I wrote, keeping it real. Right. Uh, and it, you know, it's for people that's been through some kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. Just keep, just keeping it real. Like, you know, if, you know, when I start walk, finally start walking and I was walking down the streets Desire to inspire someone younger than you. I was looking at flowers, and usually, you just walk right by the flowers. You know, our day-to-day living, we just walk. Now, I, I stop and look at them and go over and smell them, and everything else is different, right? I stood, I stood up on up a mountain, on mountain, looking up at the sky, feeling so blessed, my friend, thankful just to be alive. Feeling so blessed, my friends, thankful just to be alive. You know, it's that, I'm going to send you this song. It's really, really wonderful. And uh, I'm about to release that one, too. I, I, I got all kind of stuff, you know, really, really beautiful. I, I wrote it with Urs. Uh, oh, what? With some danger. How do you say his name? Now he's a butcher his name all the time. Was was in danger. Yes, I love his music. Yeah, he's from, he's the biggest producer in Switzerland. But but this song is so powerful. I just wrote another one called "Smoking to Free My Pain." Like I said, it's it's medicine. It's helping people. You know, uh, I always wanted to have this guy on my show who was at my wedding, and he said, "It's medicine, Skyler." Hey, this guy is the guy that started medical marijuana, right? And he told us how he did it. He went to a bunch of doctors. And he says, for your cancer patients, is there anything helping your cancer patient? He said, I give them, I give them herb. And they eat. And they stay along. They stay, <laughs> you know, they keep living because they're eating, right? So, it, I mean, it's it's crazy. But my, 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 you know, up in, up in, up in Denver, he said, it's it's so legal up here, Sky. You can go to KFC and buy it. <laughs> you, you drive up to drive up. Just, I want a wing and a breast and a bag of that. Right. <laughs> like, that's that's what's going on in Colorado. But see, you know, that plant was around before humans was here. So how, yes. how do you regulate that? You know, a man is yes. always trying to make some money off of it. That's why it's like that. Right. Yes. 
I mean, that's why it's criminalized anyway, because money's always got to be put into everything. And they knew way back when, and hemp paper would be cheaper and better for the environment to produce than paper from trees. So you had like DuPont Paper Company team up with the alcohol industry, pour all this money into this campaign. And now they have it as a schedule one drug on class with heroin. Meanwhile, we know that there's a very big difference between, I think, a drug like heroin and, and marijuana, but it's what happens when you put money in and you, money talks and money makes laws, and that's just not how it should be. Not to mention Big Pharma, they want to pump us, you know, with their expensive meds. And you know these plants got healing, got healing uh, agents to them. Everything comes from plants, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah, but but the, the, the cool thing is we haven't, you know, the older people going, you know what, it, it helps me stay alive. You know what I mean? It, it you know, it's, it, it's a plant and it's like I said, being around before we were here. Right. Even if it's not healing in its own right, it can still be helpful. You know, if you have somebody going through chemo, can't eat, they, you know, are so uncomfortable, nauseous, and then they're able to partake in that. Now all of a sudden they're able to eat. They're not nearly as, you know, nauseous all the time. Their stomach is settled. Who are you to take that away from someone? If Absolutely. Pain at all. I was saying to you guys, what do you think was in the peace pipe? <laughs> right. Yeah, I can imagine what was in the peace pipe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put that put that gun down and hit this right here, right? Right. <laughs> down and hit this right here, right? Right. That's peace, right? But see what happens. That's the kind of smoke I want. <laughs> I'm only saying. Co Colorado is doing so well in Colorado, but but they're paying for all the schools. They're getting money on back on their taxes because because of it. So that's why the other states is going to shoot. You know, bring it over here. Let's build some roads and all kind of stuff, right? Yeah, they're making in California. They're making millions and millions and millions, like hundreds of millions per quarter in taxes. Yeah. So, I mean, even if they don't want to do it for the right reasons, I think these states should do it for these selfish reasons. You can make all right. new money and you can put it into good ways, like use it for good things. Feed kids at school. I mean, you know, so many things that you could be doing with it. Stop incarcerating people for marijuana. And I mean, you could go right now and clear out half the prisons for yeah. people that are locked up for marijuana. It costs so much money to put somebody in prison. I mean, in Pennsylvania, I think it's like $42,000 plus a year per person that's incarcerated. The nuisance about to let, let all of them out, right? No, nobody's died over weed. But Not for marijuana. No, but they died over alcohol and, and fentanyl. Yeah. Oh, I, just got, I just got back from, uh, from the States and... Uh, I was up in Seattle and my cousin picked me up and he took took me to his house. And but down in the lowlands, he showed me these people that was on fentanyl. Now go get that stuff off the street. That's right. You know what I mean? That 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 made me not want to go back home after that. I was like, man, this is messed up, you know. But guys, I I'm a I'm gonna keep writing uh about how we can change things, right? And wrote a song and I dedicated it to dancers, right? Because when COVID was going on, they was out of business too, right? And then I wrote songs in my mind. Oh, that was nice.
Yes. Yeah. And I had I, I had people from around the world just get their phone and start dancing. Huh? I can wait to take the stage uh-huh it was almost like happy like um pharrell's happy it was it was on that line yeah mm -hmm. i used a string line that i used in a birthing film right the, there was a place in russia where women were going to give birth uh in the red sea in this one part that was warm right and i wrote this this song uh precious flowers for them and uh, I, then I, I took the string line from that that was in the movie and I put a beat on it for dance, right? That's on YouTube too, Dance Like I'm Losing My Mind, Skylar J. But I got this, I got this young, young guy from Copenhagen, he's, he's singing it. But, you know, we have to spread the love, guys. You know, whenever somebody say something negative, say something positive, see what happens to them, <laughs> right? If you got a lot of people in the room and they're all complaining, it's that one person that walks around, hey, guys, you know what we can do? It changes the whole attitude. Because they go, yeah, and we can do this too. And we can see it changes, you know? Just a little bit of positivity can knock that negativity to the side. And now they ain't got nothing to do because they, they're used to this, this negative mantra about themselves, right? You know, complaining. I, I just... I can't go around people that complain because I mess them up and go, what's the solution then? Uh, I, <laughs> they don't have that. That's what our radio show was solutions about. Solutions now. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, and those are solutions now radio. That's what it was. That. It's one thing to complain, but to complain without any idea of how to make things better is just, you know. Fruitful. This is what I say about our current atmosphere in America. There's a lot of anger, some of it manufactured. There's a lot of anger in, in, out there, but my thing is it's okay to be angry and, and disappointed, but what is your solution to the problem? So while we're doing all of the screaming and yelling into the void, why don't we come together, have forums, set up forums where people can talk and say, listen, why don't we do A, B, C, D? It's, it's enough of the screaming and yelling. It gets, it's getting us nowhere because all it's doing is making everybody miserable. And, you know, start talking about how we can fix it because we have a world to leave to the to some youth, to the younger ones. That's and this world's so fractured. So give us something to work on that we can hand something off that's useful to the next generation instead of them picking up how to scream and yell into the void. Because right now that's what we're handing off to them. At the very least, come together to brainstorm. I understand you may not have the solution, and that's because nobody has the solution. It's not at this point. It's together that make the best solutions. And at the very least, try to do that. Talk to each other and not at each other. Listen actively. Yeah. Let's talk. One of my favorite sayings from Mandela Dallas is, it's only impossible until you make it possible. Absolutely. I take a lot from somebody you mentioned earlier, Thandi, uh, uh, President Mandela's ambassador. That's Mama T to me, of course. I know her personally as well. Um, somebody who was exiled from her country for 33 years because she stood up against a part and spoke out against apartheid. And during that time, a woman, women were supposed to be seen and not heard. 
She was supposed to be a teacher, a nurse, that type of thing. But she was a very vocal activist who was under threat of assassination, you know. Um, and for 33 years, she couldn't go home because they wanted her head, you know. So I learned so much from Mama T, you know, about yeah. looking for, but she but she never wavered. She never backed down from what she felt. She, she, she was anti-apartheid. She stood strong, even though she lost family members during that time and everything. But, you know, people died while she was in exile. But she knew what her calling was and she stood strong and she stood firm on that. And she still, she's still living. And she has invited me over to South Africa numerous times and it's in my spirit. I have to go at some point. She's 86 We're now. We're going. It's in my spirit. I have to. I just feel like I, I got to and I got to go soon because she wants me to come. She, she told me one time, there's some things I want to impart into you and I got to go get it. You know, it was mind blowing when she was on my show and she goes, they want to kill her because she was one of the first women to vote for Mandela. And she was going through a, vi a village and they were killing all kinds of people. And some people hid her, right? But after they were gone, she she buried 12 bodies by herself. Thank God. Right? Incredible woman. Yeah, yeah. And, but but she's like, Scotty, you got to bring music for global change to South Africa. I said, I'm there. You know, I went to Rwanda and I did a show for the kids in Rwanda, you know. It was, you know, Ghana. You gotta do it, and when you do something in South Africa, I will have my passport ready. No, we going together. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you where I'm going. Please, yes. We'll link us up on on, on some accommodations or something like that. And then we'll go. And she's in Jayburg now. Yeah. So we, we we'll keep it. We gonna keep it, keep it flowing. But keep the music flowing, right? That's my that's my job is to keep the music flowing, where people can heal themselves and educate each other and solve problems with the music, right? If I can keep inspiring young people to do that, then we'll, we'll grow that and, and they can't take that away from it. It can't be about it's me. True. It's got to be about us. About us, yes. If there was like one message or one one idea that you could have all young people or just all people in general here, what would that be for you, Skylar? What would you say? Find somebody to go hug. I love that. Right. I'm giving you guys hugs. <laughs> Find somebody to go hug. It changed your life. Right? So why are you doing that? I'm doing it because I love people and I want you to share your love with other people. It's like when I'm teaching young people, I say, listen, I'm not going to charge you for this, but you got to go teach this to somebody that's younger than you. And they're cool with that. I love when they call me back and they go, Skylar, Skylar, it's just something, something about how they say that. Skylar, I already know they wrote a social conscious song, right? So, you know, my job was done. I, you know, I inspired them to do something really beautiful for each other. It's like you said with your stock, nobody knows their name. Like that, those random acts of kindness, those good things that good people do just out of the kindness of their heart, not for recognition, not for any other reason than to just be good. That has ripples throughout the everybody around them. You do one nice thing for somebody, that person passes it on. And now this one small random act of kindness has touched the lives of who even knows how many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and go find humanitarians and thank them for, you know, being selfless, you know what I mean, and for sharing. Because if we share with each other, it's, 
That's more than money. It's not, like I said, it's not money that makes things happen. We make things happen. Of course, you got to get paid to, to, to live, but I can help you buy, build your house and you can help me build mine. That's right. That's right. All we got to do is buy, buy the materials, right? And then we pass that on. When I was saying about the 100,000 people, if you get, if you go to somebody and say, hey, listen, would you, would you spend $10 with me just once a year? Well, we get 100,000 people do that. That's a million dollars a year. Now, let, let, me, let me help you sell your record, right? Let's, let's go, let me find somebody to spend some money on your record. If we do that for each other, we don't need the government. You don't have to ask them for nothing. We're doing it for ourselves. Cut out the middleman. Cut the middleman all the way out. The scavengers anyway. You're just like, <laughs> Some of them really are. <laughs> But using my tax money for war and use it to feed kids. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. See, I feel better already because I just, I felt sucky, sucky this morning when I got up. But I love you guys for having me. Thank you for inviting me. Really Thank wonderful. you for being here. Yeah. To end this episode out, unless we have any more comments. Denise? We're good. I'm good. You know, I just love you. I just love you. <laughs> That's it. That's the post. I'm all on that love train. <laughs> yeah. Well, group hug, group hug. It's a group hug. <laughs> if you can tell this episode did help Denise. This morning she was not feeling her best and now it looks like you're like a huge weight has been lifted off your shoulders, Denise. Because I should have watched those videos before I got came home. <laughs> I do. I do anything. You knew this was the place to come. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. It was. It really was. Congratulations on your launch. And I'll definitely be telling people about it. And we'll put this show on my TV show. We'll put the link for this Thank show on there. Okay. And we'll be linking yours as well. Namaste, Denise. And Namaste. You know, I love you, big brother. I can't wait. You, I already know you're going to keep me abreast of what you're doing. And yeah. here at The Real Deal with Dear Denise. We're gonna we're gonna be keeping up with you all the you know the whole way. Whatever you're doing, you're gonna be supporting me. A hundred percent of the way. I'm, I'm, let me send you just keep it real. And if there's somebody that's going through something trauma wise in their life, send that to them. Because it, it brings it all in perspective. We're still here. That's what that's what I look at every single morning. Hey, I woke up again. Doesn't matter about yesterday. So I love you guys, okay? Thanks, Sky. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward, Dee. It's really wonderful to meet you. It was wonderful to meet you, too. Thank you, you so much, Kyler. She's amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you one day how I met her, but... <laughs> That's a story. A story and a half. <laughs> it is. But, Sky, we love you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Okay, I love you, too. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Never stress. And stay away from the devil's mess. And you, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> that one. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. That does it for us this week. Thank you for tuning in and staying informed and being a part of our podcast community. You can follow us on social media, Spotify, and YouTube at the Real Deal underscore Pod. Again, that's at the Real Deal underscore Pod. Let us know your thoughts and questions because we want to hear them. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Your engagement would really mean the world to us. Mm -hmm.